Welcome back, faithful listeners, to The Frustrated Fans, episode 20. Uh, concerning Sonic the Hedgehog, again. Uh, we're The Frustrated Fans, stealing your rose-colored glasses one franchise at a time. I'm your co-host, Pete. I'm your other co-host, Jeremy, and I hate Sonic the Hedgehog now. Well, given this, this is the second franchise we've covered, or second time we've covered the same franchise. Yep. So. Uh, you know what, I, um, I vote next time, uh, if we cover Sonic, we cover something good. Even though this is Sonic the Hedgehog you're talking about. Well, this is true. Well, there there are good games. Uh, good Sonic fine. games. <laughs> there are also just slightly less bad Sonic games. I mean, heck, if you really wanted to go crazy, the next time we could just cover Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh. Which I have on the GameCube. It's I don't, but I'd have to get it. That's not hard, though. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, the game so, kind of is, because it's broken. Gotta give you an inspiration, viewers. We we decided to look, look at this, um, do a kind of a retrospective here because the fifth Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon and related game is coming out called Sonic Boom. Yep. And we're like, oh wait a minute, there's been four other cartoons that came before this. Let us watch them. Oh man, did we this make a mistake. mistake? Well. No one ever accused us of being smart here. This is true. We did watch Jingle all the way, too. And no, I am not going to stop going on about that until I see something worse. Hey, you didn't pay money for your viewing. I did. Well, that's not my fault. I know. I I probably would have put my fist through a wall if I had paid money for that thing. Well, it was only a rental, so I didn't pay that much. That's good. Now, to clarify, the reason we wanted to cover this is this was hardly the f- first video game franchise to get a um, a cartoon adaptation. Well, excuse me, princess. I was getting to that. <laughs> but effectively, let me see. There are a That's lot of them. Pac-Man got at least two of them. Arc- he's, got a cur- he's got one running right now. Oh, God. I know, right? I'll um, give him credit. Pac-Man is probably the longest-lasting character in games. Mm-hmm. Is he was around before Mario. Yes, he was. Yep. But you're forgetting. Pole Position had a cartoon. What was that even about? Uh, two two uh, computers built into two extra cars that could do... Uh, it was basically a Knight Rider copy, but it had kid appeal characters in the 80s. Okay. <laughs> Rock on! Yep, there was Captain and the Game Master, which I didn't watch very much of as a kid, but... I think we were too old, young for it, really, by the time it faded. Yeah, I did see a little bit. It was one of my friends liked it, and I saw like a tiny <laughs> bit of it. I, I have good memories of it as a kid. The, of the yeah. little bit I saw. Um, yeah... Uh, pretty. F- it's not a video game, but Rubik's Cube had its own animated series. I didn't know about that until yesterday. I was, there was like a list. It's like the ten top twelve uh, ga- '80s cartoons nobody ever remembers or has nostalgia for. It said yes, mm-hmm. they made a Rubik's Cube cartoon. It's the friggin' cube has like a face and arms and talks and yeah. Oh god, I was just staring at it in amazement. Uh, Dragon's Lair as a video game had a. Cartoon, which really made sense because the game essentially was a cartoon, very well animated cartoon, but a cartoon nonetheless. Yeah, 
the aforementioned Legend of Zelda had a cartoon. Yep, Mario had which, three cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Super Mario Brothers Three, and Super Mario World. Which I mean, it's basically it was all. It was all probably the same thing, but yeah. Just, though three and World actually followed the games a lot more closely than uh, Super Show did. Yeah, that may be a discussion for another time. This is true. I don't think Dungeons and Dragons counts, but there was an animated cartoon of that. Yep. There was Mega Man, got the Ruby Spears animated series. That was 90s, but yeah, I I want to cover a couple of episodes of that, because that one's fun. Yeah. So. I love the episode of Mega X. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me see. We may be missing a few, but yeah, point is, this was not the first video game property to be turned into something else. Nope. But unlike most of the other video game properties, Sonic the Hedgehog has had five cartoons. Which I think is more than anything else. Right. And we're not talking, like, continuations of the same one, like Super Mario Bros. Super Show was. We're talking five individual, separate continuity cartoons. Yep. That take, took the same basic formula and did different things with it. To varying degrees of success. Mm-hmm. Or non-success. Right. Um, and if you're looking at... We're only going to touch on these briefly, folks, but for a better deep review of both, of the first two series we're going to talk about, look up the Nostalgic Critic. Yeah. He does a pretty good review of both the first two we're, we're going to cover today, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and what's called Sonic Set AM. Yep. He also did a commentary for that episode that was really good, too. But let's go back to the original game that inspired all of this. Now, Sega had been looking for a mascot that challenged Mario Brothers and a lot of Nintendo's well-known franchise for a long time. And if you read into the history of Sonic the Hedgehog, there was a lot of different characters they considered. Yeah. Well, originally, Alex Kidd was their mascot. Mm-hmm. And they I've played a couple of the Alex Kidd games. They're, they're okay. So there was... Sonic himself went through a number of different changes. I think he was a rabbit at first, if I remember reading correctly. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Right. But eventually, they settled on the formula that they did. And uh, let's be honest here, a lot of these early video games didn't have deep stories. Well, basically... I mean, you had exceptions like Legend of Zelda or Ninja Gaiden or whatever. Yeah. Well, with Sonic, I mean, when they created him, it was essentially... Let's make a character with attitude, because I mm. There, There's that. I mean, the original Sonic the Hedgehog came out in... 1991. Yep. I was... Summer 1991 was the original release of that game. And the basic story was, and I'm reading from the prologue, from the manual here, quote, Dr. Ivo Robotnik, the mad scientist, is snatching innocent animals and turning them into evil robots. Only one tough dude can put an end to this demented scientist fiendish scheme. It's Sonic like the real cool hedgehog, the spiked haircut, and the power sneakers that gave him super speed. Help fight, help Sonic fight hordes of metal maniacs and do the loop with the supersonic spin attack, speed, speed down twisting tunnels, swing over dangerous booby traps, leap across lava pits, and dodge burning rocks, and splash through the chilling waters of an underground cavern. <laughs> And 
everyone flashbacks to that drowning theme right about now. Continuing on, if you're lucky, you can warp to the secret zone where you can spin around in a floating maze. Your greatest challenge would lie lurks in a secret lab where you come to face with Dr. Robotnik himself. Spin through pace, loop to your dizzy, and save the animals, become the superhero. Be Sonic, be Atomic. That is all the story this game went forward with. Now, there's a bit about the Chaos Emeralds that the first game never mentioned, but we'll get to that in a moment. So, how do you make a cartoon based on this? Third. Well, yeah, the first two out. cartoons went two completely different directions. Yep. First one was... It, and actually, both of them came out the same year, which I did look... Well, there's a story behind that, actually. Um, D- Deke Entertainment, D-I-C Entertainment, was producing a both series... And they originally showed um, Adventure, what would become Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog to ABC. And ABC's like, eh, they weren't sold on it. So Deke put together quickly what became Sonic Set AM, and they liked that a lot better, but they ended up showing both series anyway. And in the same year. Yep. So. Though I did read on the Wikipedia entry for Adventures, it does mention that one of the animators for Adventures did state that he, nor the rest of his staff, knew anything about or even competed with the uh, Sat AM series. Essentially, they were, bo- they were both by Deke, but they were both produced by completely different people. So. Well, at the time, Deke had a pretty big animation spread, so... They were also... I believe Deke was also responsible for the Mario cartoons as well. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to look that up right now. Well, go ahead and talk about one of them, would you? All right, so Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog was basically... Let's just turn it into a goofy cart- a goofy comedy show. And this one was, as if you watch it, you could tell it's targeted towards a younger audience. A lot of the gags and action bits in it are actually reminiscent of Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry with, like, cartoonish violence and, like, little goofy moments where Sonic, like, dons a disguise to throw off his pursuers, things like that. Uh, it's simple animation style, but it's overly exaggerated and over the top, and it fits with the over-the-top like weirdness of the show. And it's got a simple plot. Dr. Robotnik uses his bumbling robots, Scratch and Grounder, to try and destroy Sonic and Tails so he can rule the world. Then antics ensue. It's insane, it's goofy, and it's not exactly deep, but, you know, it's no. not meant to be. No. Um, just checking on here, mm-hmm. yeah, Deke has made a lot of... Huge animation, animated cartoons that framed our childhood, including Super Mario Brothers, Super Show, and Legend of Zelda, and Captain N. Oh. So. But we'll get to that after our first break. We're back. And so with Adventures, it was the first of three different... Sonic shows to feature Jaleel White as the uh, Hedgehog, which... You may not know him better as Urkel. Yep, from Family Matters. And to his credit, he's a good actor, and unfortunately he got... Basically, he got typecast because of that role. And uh, you can hear bits of the Urkel voice in Sonic, but he does. it is different enough. And, I mean, yeah, the voices in the show are kind of mixed in terms of, uh, like... You know, they're kind of weird, but the actual voice acting in the show is very good. 
Like you, especially like Robotnik, his voice actor really gets into that performance. As silly as it is, but yeah. Yeah. And then it introduced two new char- two characters, Scratch and Grounder. Grounder actually based off of a couple of of an enemy in the older games. Uh, so is Coconuts, yep. the third robot. Yep. And then all of them, including this version of Robotnik, actually appeared in a video game, uh, which was Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine for the Sega Genesis. Which it's one of those like match three puzzle games. It was a clone mm-hmm. of their of Sega series Poyo Poyo. Oh, it's almost like they're copying Nintendo with Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> It'd be Mario Brothers Two for those who are not familiar with that. So, so Adventures was harmless enough. It's eh, mainly it's got a very limited age range. Kids, older kids were going to be annoyed by it. I remember thinking, watching at the time, this was eh. But we'll get to opinions in a bit. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. No worries. The other major cartoon that came up just about the same time, went in the opposite direction. The Adventures had a very limited relation to the games, what little plot there was. It would become known as Sonic Saturday AM because it appeared on Saturday mornings, um, took it to a different extreme. Instead instead of just a loose, wacky show, we had a dark, um, episodic show that had... Basically, yeah, where Sonic was a member of a group of freedom fighters against a Robotnik who had pretty much already won. And, yeah. And was significantly more creepy. Uh, yeah. He had, like, just the design alone, ignoring the fact that his voice is just frightening, his design alone was very different, where he had, like, these just, his eyes were only red and black, he had this menacing look to him. One of his arms was was you know robotic. Mm-hmm. He just had this creepy like the way they had him walk around, the way the camera angles worked with him. He came off as a really good threatening villain. Yeah, the voice actor Jim Cummings is probably the best Robotnik we're going to get in this collection here. He came off as threatening every time he saw him. Whereas Adventures, he was a goofy villain. Yeah, and yeah. the voice fit the character. Yeah, in both of these, these are probably the best two examples of Robotnik's voices. To be honest, it's I would both agree. Of them, both of them fit the version of the character very well. Yeah, and instead, uh, for music-wise, while Adventures had a remix of the main Sonic the Hedgehog theme, this show had did its own thing again and. The theme song has actual lyrics and kind of showcases the more, like, darker tone of the show, while also playing up Sonic being, you know, the carefree speed demon that he is. Yeah. Honestly, this cartoon is pretty good. It only has one major weakness. Sonic. Yeah. Again, he's voiced by the same voice actor from Adventures. And, yeah. And that carefree attitude that often gets him him and his... Friends who are fighting a life-or-death battle into trouble. Ugh. Yeah, he essentially feels that his character feel and voice feel completely at odds with the rest of the show. And they really do. Yeah. I mean, now, this would be like if you were watching Batman the Animated Series, and instead of Robin being actually played straight in that show like they did, which... Holy crap, that was really well done. They it's had, played by Burt Ward. Exactly. If they threw in the Adam West version of Robin. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or if Batman himself was like the Adam West version of Batman. Right. It just doesn't come off, of course. Nevertheless, the show was extremely popular for its time, and unfortunately was canceled right on a season two cliffhanger. And what a cliffhanger it was. The final episode basically ended with Sonic and the Freedom Fighters winning, doing enough damage to Robotnik to make him flee, but they don't do enough damage to his operation to keep it from continuing on. Yep, and then it ends with like one of those signature, oh my god, what's going to happen next to moments with Robotnik's little dude, Snively, going, I will defeat you, Hedgehog! <laughs> and this time I have help! And then you see these two evil-looking eyes in the darkness, and... Show over. Canceled. Yep. It's like the end of Reboot. Oh, I never saw that. I know. Terrible. Nerd. So. Oh, God. So, what really made this work, besides Robotnik, was we had a cast of characters that had their own personalities and added to the show. If Sonic was the worst part of it, you know, Tails actually was downplayed as a character. Yeah, he was treated yeah. like a kid, which right. is what he is. Right. We had... Princess Sally, who was kind of like the deposed ruler of the former city that Robotnik had taken over. We had Antoine, we had Bonnie Rabbit, and we had well, Rotor Wall, where Sue each in the shows contributed here and there. I, I so, hated Antoine, though. I, he also came eh, up with Sonic, just the. It's not one of Rob Paulson's better roles, I'll grant you that. No. Well, he did a good job with the perform. Like the performance is fine, but like mm-hmm. the character itself again feels at odds with the rest of the show. Right. Now, it's worth mentioning because this show was actually continued on even past cancellation in two ways. The Archie Comics Company, you know, Jughead, Betty, and whatever her name was. Veronica. That Archie Comics. They continued on the the show after it ended with, for a comic that lasted a very long time, almost until very recently. And even con- at Sega's demand, started continue started implementing game storylines. Yeah. And uh, um, Archie comics themselves are still going, and they even did a crossover with Mega Man comics. Well, that was after a reboot. I know. I'm actually. just saying, like, they're still continuing the comic book series. Right, as they are, but the what essentially what became of Sonic Stadium lasted until the last couple of years, when Sega and Archie decided to reboot everything into what we'll cover later on with Sonic Boom. Yeah. So... Um, the other major continuation is that a there's been a fan fan centered effort to essentially take what the arc the overarching outline was to Sonic was a, the planned third season of the show, which was to introduce the Chaos Emeralds, introduce Knuckles into the cartoon, um, and run with it. I actually read it last night to prep for this. Eh, it's okay. It, I mean, it's a fan web comic. What do you, what can you say? Yeah. The other interesting part about this is none of the characters that were introduced for the show ever appeared in the games. Like, no. You'll find them in, I think there's a couple of like the collections where you can find out information about them, like because they'll show you everything, every bit of Sonic media. But yeah, they've never appeared in a game. There was going to be a game based off of the show for the Genesis, and you can actually find some really, really early footage of it Ooh. online which I believe they do show Princess Sally, and I know for a fact they show, like, the SWAT bots from it. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was late in the Genesis's life. 
and then it got bumped to the 32X, and then went through like a billion changes, and that game actually eventually turned into Sonic Extreme, which got canceled. Yeah. So, those are our first two series. Do they hold up after time? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Now we're getting into the lesser series, but that'll be after our next break. Two of the robots created are a robotic chicken named Scratch and whatever the hell this is named Grounder. And if you thought Sonic's voice was annoying, just listen to this ear sodomy. Hey, Pastro! You miss! <laughs> I'll glue your yip shut! And we're back. And we have to talk about probably the least of these five cartoons. Sonic Underground. <laughs> yeah, it, none, neither of us like this one. Um, this came out in 99, but I honestly don't remember it on TV. Same I don't here. remember what channel it was on. Yeah, same here. But, um... Yeah. It sucks. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like they took the be- tried to take the best elements of Adventures and Set AM and add a little bit of gem in there and mi- hit the puree button. And like most experiments where people try to mix the best of all worlds, they get, well, a bunch of sludge. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, so, again, Robotnik seemed to have pretty much taken over everything. He uses SWAT bots, which look completely different. Yep. Even if he, if Robotnik has the same animation model from the Sonic Set AM. Yep, copy and paste. But not the same copy voice actor. Still takes place in Mobius. And, um, Sonic has siblings, apparently. Yep. Two of them. A brother and a sister. A green and purple one. Manic. Manic and Sonya, respectively. Yep. And guess who's back to voice all three of them? Jillio White. And, yeah, his voice for Sonya, the female hedgehog, he, is... He tries. Yes, Urkel's back to voice all three of them. He tries. And if you thought his Sonic voice was annoying before... <laughs> It's more annoying as a female voice. God. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for him at this point, like, having to do stuff like this. Yeah, I really do. I mean, yeah, it's a paycheck. I'm not going to fault him that. Oh, hell no. No, you can't voice, fault any voice actor for taking on what seems a, quote, lesser role, because it's a paycheck is a paycheck. Yeah. Then, I mean, with voice acting, they get paid significantly less than live action as well. Yeah. Now, where do we begin? With this, besides, oh yeah, here's a here's a nice thing. Roboticization is um, something that was borrowed essentially from the first game, where Robotnik was taking Sonic's quote animal friends and making them robots. Fine, I'll buy that. Uh, that was not included in Adventures, probably because it's kind of dark even for a kid. That kind of kids cartoon. Yeah, it's including Sonic Set AM to great effect. It's essentially a I have no mouth and I must scream situation. Where these people who have been turned into robots can know what's going on, but they can't do anything about it. Yeah, I remember one of the running plot lines in it was um, Sonic's the Uncle Chuck character, where mm-hmm. he got completely roboticized, and they would feature episodes where they tried to restore his mind, and they I think they eventually succeeded. But the see series finale, they did. Uh, yeah, they didn't unroboticize him, but they got him back. Yeah, they, they got his mind back. Right, and. Um, it's used in Underground to arguably much more nightmares fuel effect. 
Yeah, they do it to Uncle Chuck and oh, God. too. And, oh God, he's like kind of well, half and half. Well, that's my point. That's where I'm going. Oh, in, in in Sonic Set AM, when you're roboticized, you're completely turned into a robot. I mean, you may look animalistic, but you know, there's no like body horror essentially. Here, it's like you're a freaking Borg. <laughs> and this is a kids show. Yeah. And an otherwise very childish kids show too. Yeah. So. And so, then it also when, has musical numbers. Yeah, that's the whole gem bit I mentioned earlier, which was the Hannah Montana of its day included both included well, numbers. Oh, Hannah Montana was butch compared to this. Okay, so the whole plot is basically uh, this queen Alina, the quote rifle rule of Mobius. No reference of king, who the king might be, but there's a Thing of King Acorn from Sonic Setting Him in the first episode. God, I'm a nerd for remembering that. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, she finds out Robotnik's coming. He's going to take over, and she can't do a thing to stop it because, ooh, a prophecy. <laughs> Your world is going to be destroyed, but eventually well, you'll fix things. Right. The prophecy basically says, split up your kids and hide. And eventually you'll get to retake your throne. Uh, you know what? I would have laughed at the series finale for this was just that guy, like the Oracle dude popping up and going, wait, you took that seriously? I was just screwing with you. God, you messed up. So this queen character and one of the more maddening elements, she gives her kids up to three random people. Doesn't even tell them who they are or vet the parents at all. Nope. Got to set up, separate your kids. And I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Governments in exile form all the time in war. God. Me, and especially the fact that one of the three kids doesn't even end up with the family she left him with and gets kidnapped by thieves. Because <laughs> you know, that's a good thing a good parent would do, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. So, uh, so I'll, I'll give them this. The the thief that raises Manic actually appears to be like a caring parent figure. I'll give him that much. Uh, go figure. I know, right? Um, so they eventually the three meet back up because I was stupid and I watched more of the show than I should have. I watched the first episode. I I, I watched more than that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Why do you do this to yourself? You gave up uh, on Sonic 06 like part of the way through, but you subject yourself to more of this show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's tor- maybe it's penance. No, that's towards self torture. What am I saying? <laughs> oh, so, God. so eventually the three siblings find each other, and they suddenly have they have superpowers with the medallions they wear that lets them generate instruments. And why am I still talking about this stupid concept? I, I don't know. They they win with the power of rock and roll. I yeah, essentially. I guess. Oh yes. So um, avoid this like the plague. Yeah, it, it's bad. It's not only bad, it's inconsistent in how they cover it. Yeah. So, and apparently they, I'm looking at the wiki article, they put uh, Knuckles in this. Yep, I saw a couple Poor of bastard. screenshots of him. He is horribly off model in all of them. Like, there's no bastard design in this one. Uh, so, well, moving on to the next show, which, of these five, is the only one much. that was created yeah. in Japan. Mm-hmm. And... Now this one what didn't start till 2003 essentially in the states after dubbing but it's arguably close to the games of its of its time. This is true. That's because they put game storylines, 
in the cartoon. Yep, this one is Sonic X, and they also used the current character designs as well. So all the character designs for the Sonic Adventure games made it into this one. Mm-hmm. And it used also all of the characters from those games. Fantastic. The first character you see in the show is Big the Frickin' Cat. Why? Oh this one had an interesting premise. It was, uh, I guess you call it interesting. It's Sonic and his friends and Robotnik get transported off of Mobius and into... To Earth. Huh? Essentially to Earth. Yeah, they go to the real world. And the Western release of this show was handled by everyone's favorite lo- localization company, 4Kids! Yay! Which we've ranted about before. Yeah, which uh, one of the things I think also people retroactively hate about the show is all the voice actors from it eventually took over in the games as well. And <sighs> while the art in the show, it uses the same designs from Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, the quality of it and the quality of the actual animation just varies like crazy. I mean, I know in a lot of anime, there's, they always have like you know the A team, the B team, the C team, and sometimes the D team working on the animation. But this show is, I mean, this is inconsistent in, epi- in just throughout episodes. The very first episode starts off with some really nice looking animations, some basic CGI effects that actually meld well with the hand-drawn art. But then later on in the episode, you have points where it looks like cars are supposed to be racing across a freeway, and they're just kind of blurred slightly, so it looks like they're moving. I mean, this is like what Transformers Armada did, where the character designs were, you know, well, up to interpretation, but, like, the actual art wasn't bad, but there was almost no animation in the show. Yeah. yeah. The music got completely changed for the U.S. release, and though they do use the same animation for the opening in both versions, um, but yeah, this one, this show is not exactly beloved. The opinions on this one are just kind of all over the place, though the consistent view is the dub is much worse than the original one. And a lot right. of people say like, oh, it's terrible. They ruined the show with the dub. Yeah, well, I'll get into show was pretty bad to begin with. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll get now, into, we'll get into our full opinions on that later. Yeah. And then that brings us to our last one, but we'll cover that after the next break. Sounds good. Just listen to that kick-ass voice. Oh, that's good. That's very good indeed. It's like he's orgasming on every word he says. A very nice touch. Well, well, well. This is good. Sonic Booms. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, people. This is like the fourth time we've tried recording this bit. And I, Our recording I, software glitched up. Yeah. yeah, it was funny, I swear. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. Anyway. We're come to the fifth cartoon, Sonic Boom, and no, they don't use the uh, theme from Sonic CD, which would be cool, but they don't. Yeah. Instead, we will cover theme songs in a minute. But uh, this is a French American um, CGI animated series developed by Sega of, Sega of America, and uh, it's based on again Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's based on the current version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Which, if you're not familiar, basically Sega is pulling a Marvel or DC and reboot everything. Yeah. Which they've kind of tried to do a lot with Sonic, where they were like, okay, we did this, now let's try something completely different. Now let's try something else completely different. Oh, this game worked? Oh, screw that, let's move on to something different that doesn't work. Right. Now, I've now if I recall correctly, the video games have not been well-received. Re- well <laughs> That's an understatement. 
The Wii U game has been compared to Sonic 06 in terms of how bad it is, and oh. it has appeared on almost every top worst games of 2014 list I have seen. How did it do it? Yep. I tried the demo of both games, the Wii U and 3DS ones, and yeah, they suck. So, great job there. All right. One of the better parodies I've seen of this has VG Cats, which is no longer on the site. Go figure. The author's a little weird that way. But he basically showed that the four main redesigns of the characters look like the Ninja Turtles. And you know what? Um, he's not wrong, based on what I have saw on this cartoon. But we'll get to that in a minute. It would have been really scary if they would have based him off the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle designs. Ugh. <laughs> All right. So Sonic Boom is kind of like Return to Adventures, almost. It's um, it's a lot more lighthearted than at than certainly Sonic Sat AM and Sonic X. But effectively, it's uh, it's basically Sonic and his friends get the occasional threatened by Doctor. We can use Eggman this time because it's. This is a reboot. I'm not going to borrow with Horror Robotnik. Yep. Well, he is the Eggman, and he does have the master plan. I approve of the reference. Thank you. So, so these are short 11-minute episodes where previous ones were 30 minutes, or 22 minutes, excuse me. And, um, you know what? Well, we'll get to opinions on it. So, so far, it's it's not been quite well-received, but it's certainly more well-received than the video games. Yeah, I haven't heard of any full-on hatred outside of the immediate fan hatred of the redesigns. And yeah, well, the, the truck is stupid, but eh, what are you going to do? I have a word for you. On the, I have a phrase. Truck, not monkey. Oh, yeah. They changed it. Now everything sucks. Yeah. Kind of fan knee-jerk stuff. Yeah. So, so, all right. So that's all five in their basics. Um, where do, so that becomes your opinions. So, how did you get in, what Sonic cartoons did you see growing up, and what was your opinion of them at the time? When I was a kid, I watched Adventures a lot, because it was on right before I would go to school. And well, mine was right after school, but continue. Yep, and I really liked it as a kid. I, I think I saw, like, probably every single episode, and I watched a tiny bit of Sat A.M., I can't remember why I never really watched it that much. It might have been based on the time it was on. It might have also been the fact that other shows I wanted to watch were on the same time. And because I remember around that time was when um, I was watching a lot of the Iron Man and Fantastic Four cartoons. I think it was on around the same time as those. And Yeah, no, sorry, Sad AM, but those were way better. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. I mean... I didn't even know Underground existed until, like, 2002 when I picked up a DVD with some of the Legend of Zelda cartoons on it. And it's like, bonus episode of Sonic Underground. And I was like, what the hell is Sonic Underground? I'm not sure Underground even aired in the States. Yeah, and I that's when I tried watching it and went, holy crap, this sucks. And I Oh, that's why no one saw it. It was on UPN. Oh, there we go. Um, or people didn't see anything else on UPN either. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I saw a little bit of Sonic X. I remember when it came out, like a friend of mine showed me a little bit of the Japanese version, and then I saw a little bit of the dub, and I was like, yeah, this show sucks. And yeah, and then with Boom, obviously, I first watched it for this podcast because it just came out. And of the five shows, even today, I actually like Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog the most. I mean, part of it might be because I have the most fond memories of it, and it is completely ridiculous, but it really does have its charm. And I thought this was the best use of Julia White as Sonic because the show didn't take itself seriously, you know? So the goofy voice he did, you know, fit the tone of the show. And I really loved it as a kid. I don't see myself going out and getting the DVDs for this, but I wouldn't no. be against watching more of it. And right now, I actually still kind of laughed at it. I found it pretty funny. I st- I have to admit, I like the bit of Sonic running up to a robot, tapping on the shoulder and pointing to the side and going, I'm over there, and then running away. (laughs) I thought that was great. I don't know why. It's so dumb, but I don't care. It was funny. All right. Now, um, is that it? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's as good as some of the shows it takes its ideas from, you know, Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry. I mean, those are classics. But mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for it, and I think it's actually a pretty good kid's show. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, pretty similar. I saw more Adventures of Anything because it was right on after school, and even at the time I knew it was silly, and you didn't really take it seriously. And Scratch and Grounder, uh, <laughs> the average goons, you see in most of these cartoons. Um. But I only got to see a part of one episode of Saturday M in its prime. And I even remember my friends saying that was the better one. So I'm sorry I missed that at, when it's prime. But you know, like you said, there was a lot of different cartoons on at the time. Mm-hmm. And knowing the, the years this was on was 91, I believe. Uh, 93. Okay, I was, I was at the end of Ninja Turtles for me, so... Mm-hmm. I was still probably it was my first priority. Yeah. So. Of uh, the other series, yeah. Uh, just like I mentioned, I didn't know Underground existed till later because, yeah, shut on channel that no one watched. Um, and I remember watching the pilot of Sonic X because out of curiosity in college, but eh, wasn't impressed, and probably pretty good reason why. And just watched Sonic Boom because it just came out. So, now the question is, what do we think about all of these? Well, let's take one more break before we get into that. Sounds good. Target has been completely destroyed, sir. Oh, it just makes me tingle all over. Yes! Oh, very good, sir. I'll see if anything else is on. Okay, we're back. And since did you have anything to add? Let's do opinions. But did you have anything to add on adventures already? Or no, it's pretty much what I already said about it. I, I honestly, when I went back and watched it now for the podcast, in the back of my mind, I'm like, am I gonna enjoy this? Like, is this gonna ruin the memories I have of the show? And you know what? Nope, it didn't. I 
found it funny, I found it entertaining, and I get to keep all my good memories of it. Yay! As for me, I don't mind the charm. It's goofy, even as an adult, and there's some silly, but it's still a good silly. But it, watching as an adult, it doesn't take long for Sonic's voice to grind on my nerves, much less the quote noted, and I'm quoting here, from the nostalgicratic ear sodomy of Scratch and Grounder. <laughs> um, all things considered, I think this series just came out at the wrong time. Having this run at concurrent with the AM series wasn't the best of ideas, and I think they hurt. Ultimately, they hurt each other. Because again, I have strong memories of friends saying, "Well, why are they doing two cartoons when one's good and one's not?" So that my two cents here. So that leaves Sad AM. Yeah. I, Go ahead. I didn't see this much as a kid, but I actually did have good memories, and I didn't really think about watching it at all. And then I remember seeing the nostalgic critic review where he said, Oh, it's better than I remembered. And I watched it. I watched like the, I was going to watch through all of it a couple of years ago, actually. And I watched the first episode and no, this show Hmm. is significantly worse than I remember. Well, you can't judge the series based on the pilot. Well, then I watched the, I watched the second episode for this podcast. And yeah, my opinion on still stands. I, I I know this is a really beloved series, and I know everyone is obsessed over it, but I can't stand Sonic in this show. He just completely clashes with everything. He's an obnoxious and irritating little bastard, and I wish he would die. I I would seriously like this show better with if Sonic wasn't in it, because not only he doesn't add anything, he actively detracts from the show. In fact, the the scenes in this episode that I actually liked were Robotnik was trying to interrogate the Freedom Fighter that he captured. I thought that was this good, dark moment in this episode. And then they have Sonic running around like a douchebag, ruining the whole thing. The one good moment with Sonic was him running back to rescue his friend and then stopping there, and you get this quiet moment of him staring at the empty prison cell. That was probably the best moment in the entire episode. But And I like the concept for the show. I'll commend the creators for coming up with the unique ideas. And if they had played Sonic more as a serious character, or just if, he, if this was a completely different show without him in it, I'd probably like it more. But yeah, it's still better than anything that came out afterwards. But yeah, no, I, I like Adventures more than this. And I, know, I guess that's blasphemy, but I don't care. Well, it's blasphemy. Well, it's not blasphemy, but it's probably my favorite of these series. Again, unfortunately, I caught very sparse episodes as a kid. But even then, compared to what I've seen in Adventures, I like this one far, far better. But And let's face it, early Sonic games plot was, Robotnik makes robotic animals this bad. You hero, Sonic, go stop. <laughs> and Adventures decided to run with a wacky version. Sadiem tried to add depth and series story. But like you said... The one fall here is Sonic. If they made it just about the other Freedom Fighters, this would be a much deeper and better show. Yeah. But Jaleel White, is, I just can't stand him in that role. Yeah. I mean, every time I hear him now, it's just like I cringe. Yeah, and like I so. said, his voice fit Adventures a lot more than in this one. Maybe Agreed. if they had a different voice actor. Right. But honestly. Uh, Jim Cummings as Robotnik here, the best one of any of the five. Oh, hell yeah. Bar none. This is the most evil version of Robotnik. The most ruthless, the most... Yeah, this is probably the only iteration of Robotnik that comes off as truly threatening. And, yeah. That leaves the worst of the three. 
Five. Yeah. Underground. Three, seven, five. Um, <laughs> underground. Yeah. It sucks. It's crap. The music is stupid. The story is retarded. I can't stand any of these characters. There are actually some good voice actors in this show. Uh, Maurice LaMarche, who does a lot of the voices in Futurama and a lot of other cartoons. Pinky and the Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yep. Uh, Gary Chalk, who was... You know what? I liked his performance in Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. better than in this show. Or Optimus Primal. Yeah. He he wasn't a terrible Robotnik by any means, but eh, the vo- a no. lot of the voices in this show are annoying. The, the song, the one song in this, I heard the first three seconds, and I wanted to put my head through a wall, and I immediately skipped past it. The, this show is, for the most part, kind of forgotten, and yeah, it deserves it. It deserves to never be mentioned ever again. They should be ashamed of this crap. Right. And like I said earlier, this was essentially uh, essentially trying to combine the best of the previous two shows – Stir a little Hasbro's gem into the mix by adding musical numbers plus the 90s. Extreme! Oh, it's in short, extreme. it doesn't. It was extremely bad. In short, it doesn't do any single thing well, and it really shows. But you could, like, you could argue that Adventures has the more lighthearted tone of the games down pretty good, pretty well. Whereas Satyam has a very deep and moving story when you think about it. This has neither. It's another one of those examples of trying to appeal to everybody and then appealing to absolutely no one. Right. And Jaleel White, excuse me, Jaleel White voicing not just one, but three hedgehogs, including a female. <laughs> when, I, when I saw Sonya, like, I've just dread, I forgot that Jaleel White voiced her, and so when I heard his voice come through, I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> And like I mentioned earlier, just as an adult watching the robotization in this, it's like that that, that was some like nightmare, straight up nightmare fuel right there. Yeah, I'll agree to that. Especially with they take all the parental figures of the three kids and turn them into robots. So yeah, that's kind of messed up. You know, for kids. Yeah. <laughs> they never bring those guys up again instead of worrying about their mom who's never been in with them for their entire lives. Yeah, that's that's pretty terrible okay sonic x worth mentioning at this point in the franchise sonic adventures one and two had been out and this is what we call what uh the franchise had been what fans would like to call bloated and the reason for that is how many characters sega had thrown at thrown at the fans by this point yeah there were this was if you guys remember back in the sonic 06 review where we listed off every single character that had been introduced at this point, and and Sonic 06 introduced even more of them. This was I remember when Sonic Heroes came out. One of the comments about it was like, "Oh, Sega is trying to you know actually handle the huge amount of characters that they've introduced for this series." Where it wasn't the best game, but it was still trying. Yeah, it was trying, but I remember like the complaints were, "Look, you guys made a good effort of using all these characters, but what everyone really wants is to get rid of all these characters." Uh-huh. And yeah, this show has all of them. It even introduces new characters in it, human characters that made their way back to the game. Well, not the human characters, but the, uh, the some of the introduction animal characters made their way back to the game. Oops. Yeah. And I know a lot of people complained about the four kids dub of this, which, fair enough, yes, the four kids version of this show does suck. But that doesn't mean the original show was any good either. All they did was make a bad show worse. 
the Japanese release, it does have better music, it does have better voice acting, but it's still a crappy show. The story is garbage. The animation ranges from good to awful in same episodes. The human characters are a waste of space, and the Sonic well, they were just kid appeal. Yeah, which is, I mean, and that always fails. Well, I need to mention the characterization at one point because he's called Eggman here, but screw it, it's still Robotnik in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually goes to Knuckles and. Bear in mind, the entirety of Sonic 3 is in, not only introducing Knuckles, but showing how Robotnik tricked Knuckles, right? Yeah. That's all the plot of Sonic 3. So what does Robotnik do in, this, in like the second or third episode of Sonic X? He, trick, he tricks Knuckles into finding Sonic again. Even though they've already shown that Knuckles is on their side, so basically Knuckles yeah. is a moron. Which, to be fair, that does hap- that is straight out of Sonic Adventure, where he tricks Knuckles in the, at one point in that game. Okay. Well, as far as the localization efforts by 4Kids, what they did change is not much, but what they did change was significant. Besides this crappy theme song, but we'll get to theme songs in a minute. Um, One of the best best moments in the entire franchise was Sonic Adventure 2. You go through this hell... Very good game, but some pretty hellish points. And you're faced with this final boss, the final hazard, which is this giant lizard that you have to go and ram into as Super Sonic and Super Shadow, respectively. And at the same time, you're treated to this pretty awesome rock theme, um, Live and Learn. One of the best moments of the entire franchise that I had to go back to for healing after Sonic 06. (laughs) For me, that's like the biggest moment of... It's half awesome because of the setting and the music and everything. It's also a, like the most frust- one of the most frustrating moments in the game because it's such oh, a yeah. pain in the ass to actually beat. Yes, it is. Yeah. So now Japan cut of Sonic X actually recognized the importance of the music of the scene and included Live and Learn when they did a Sonic Adventure 2 in the series. Four kids did not. Yep. So the one scene in the show that could have been awesome was not. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this show this show's not as bad as Underground, but you know, that's not really saying anything. It's like saying kick being kicked in the shin is better than being punched in the stomach. Okay. But let's get to Boom after the last break. Sounds good. That just leaves Sonic Boom. This show is eh. irritating. Eh, it's okay. Uh, I mean, it's not atrocious. Uh, it's again, it's better than Sonic Underground. I think that was the bottom of the barrel of all of these. Mm-hmm. The, I I do have some nice things to say about the show. The CGI animation is actually quite good, and it looks identical to the FMVs in the recent games. So yeah. Kudos. The animation is fluid. Everything looks really nice. The backgrounds are kind of basic, but eh, that's not a big deal. Some of the voice acting is actually quite good. Yeah, they have Cree Summer in the series, so points on that. Yep. And the shows are only 11 minutes, and yes, I know that's a backhanded compliment, but hey, take what you can get. And in the pilot episode, there was one scene that I had to admit was actually very well done music-wise, 
there's a part where Sonic falls into water and he's flailing around and trying not to drown. And the background music actually changes to a new mix of the old drowning music from the set, from the Genesis games. And everyone who grew up those games felt probably twitched at that. Yeah, I, I will admit that was a very nice touch. Kudos on that part. Unfortunately, otherwise, this is Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog without any of the charm. Uh, that's your... Yeah, that's, I don't know. I, there's a couple of the one-liners that I saw in a couple of episodes I've watched actually made me smile or even ch- get a chuckle out of me. It's just like, a lot of the wit, like, quote-unquote, wit in this show, like, all the one-liners felt really forced. Like, mm. they were just trying way too hard. Yeah, I mean, this... Okay, the one scene I left at was in an episode where there was a kind of like a hoity-toity award ceremony for someone in the someone in the town, and they have Eggman, and I'll call him Eggman here because you know it's after the reboot. Uh, walk in, and Sonic's like, "What the hell are you doing here? How does someone as evil as you deserve an award?" And Eggman's just like, "Oh, I use my ballot bo- b- ah, ballot box stuffing robot." <laughs> Okay, and it flips to a scene of him, the, him stuffing the ballot box, and I'm like, okay, that was funny. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Though, the other complaint I have in this show, where I just, like, tried to claw my face off, was they managed to make Amy the Hedgehog even more annoying in this show than she ever has been before. You know what scene I'm talking about in the pilot. Yeah. You know this moment. You can never forget this moment. But why don't you describe it for our audience? So, in the pilot of the show, Sonic decides to find a new sidekick because Tails almost dies. Yes, this happens. You know, for kids. Yeah. And of the characters to try out, you get Knuckles, who is a complete moron in this show, and he's like, oh, you're going to be my sidekick. Then you get Amy coming in, and... She sings and does voices and oh, just the thinking about it hurts. It. I will give credit. The voice actor for her does a really good job. Like she. Well, she, there have been far worse voices for Amy in the past. Yeah, she. Sonic re- Adventure One. Yeah, she really does try. I'll, I'll give. I blame, do not blame the voice actor. She actually portrays this annoying character perfectly, and no, that's not an insult. But, oh, my God. And then, at the very end of the episode, Amy and Knuckles are like, oh, maybe we should team up. And then she starts doing it again. And that's how they end the episode. For me, I don't have a lot of complaints here. The series is lackluster, certainly, including another new addition to the Sonic canon of Stripes the Badger, who looks nothing like a badger. There's also Styx. Oh, yeah, sorry, Styx the Badger, excuse me. Yeah, who... Throw, who is Australian and throws boomerangs. Voiced by Cree Summer. Yeah. She's also in the games. I tr- I think I played as her in the 3DS one. She sucks! So, but this definitely falls on the more adventure side than Sad AM. The plots are definitely lighthearted. Um, there's some genuinely funny one-liners, like I mentioned before. So the writers aren't exactly asleep at the wheel. But overall, the rapid-fire pace of the series, much less Eggman not being truly threatening. I mean, literally, episode two is him crashing at the hero's place and being a bad roommate because his fortress is destroyed. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh. 
make it just uh, meh. It's nice for kids, but it's nothing that's going to be memorable in 20 years. Other than nerds like us who cover it and stuff in podcasts. Uh, I just got this image in my head of like the odd couple with Robotnik and Sonic. Oh, dude, it gets better. He has he has full body pajamas with a uh, with that ass window that you see and stuff. Oh God, I don't want to think about Eggman's ass. Oh, it will never leave your mind. Ha ha ha! It can never be unsunk. Oh, oh my God! All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. We now that's so that's Sonic cartoons. Yeah. Are they good? Eh, most of sometimes. Are they bad? More often than not. Yeah. So, what do you want to do next? We haven't done any good '80s properties in a while. This is true. I say, mm. even though we covered one of the many series of it, we've never covered the original Transformers. That's an idea. Yep. But we should do a certain character. Or a group of characters. Mm. Maybe one that got an awesome awesome ending stage in the recent uh, Fall of Cybertron? Ooh, you mean me, Grimlock! Yes, I mean you, Grimlock. Mmm. Mega! <laughs>